If it's Thursday, it's Dr. P on the pod. I'm Alan Hart, Jr., the senior pastor at Cumberland Amy Church in Aiken, South Carolina. One out of three American adults has prediabetes, and most of them do not know it. The Southeast Diabetes Faith Initiative, presented by the Balm in Gilead, is designed to incorporate in our communities a wellness program for those who may be suffering from obesity and or prediabetes. Come and join us and see what we're all about. We have our lifestyle coaches in place and our community and our congregation are excited that Aiken has been selected to be one of the partners in this initiative. So kindly look us up on the web or come by 111 Kershaw Avenue in Aiken, South Carolina. Come join the fight against diabetes. Register for this free program today. Call 979-229-1354 or visit balmingilead.org. If it's Thursday, it's Dr. P on the pod. I hope you all are having a fantastic Thursday. I'm excited about my special guest today because she wears many hats. The number one hat she wears, I think, is J.L. Alexander is the communications director of the bomb in Gilead. And you know, I'm always talking about the young people all around me. They keep me on my toes and I work at keeping them on their toes as well. I'm excited to feature JL today because she's also the new owner of Black Girls Run. Sister girl, I don't know where she got the money from because I know how much I'm paying her. Um, <laughs> she, she hit up somebody and bought a business, a fitness business. And you know, I am very, very proud of her, and I'm excited to have JL as my guest on the uh, Dr. P on the pod today to let her tell us all about Black Girls Run. I even love the name. Black Girls Run has been, a, has been around for a long time, but now it's getting ready to take off because <laughs> JL is running it. Because, honey, she loves to run stuff. You hear what I'm saying? JL, welcome to Dr. P on the pod. Thank you, Dr. P. I appreciate the warm welcome. <laughs> So tell us all about Black Girls Run. Awesome. So Black Girls Run is quite dear to me. Um, the organization started in 2009, actually, uh, by two co-founders, Tony and Ashley. And they started it in New York and Atlanta. And they started it after both of them had put on some weight in their lives, uh, graduated college, and they started participating in these endurance races and did not see a lot of black folks out at races. And they thought it was a, a big issue that we were really only just peppered in. And so they started Black Girls Run as a blog to journal what they were seeing at these different events. And um, what they realized is that they needed to start to create their own community where black women felt inclusive, comfortable, and able to come out to run with people that look like them. So they started Black Girls Run nine years ago, and to date we have 
73 groups nationwide, over 200,000 members. Wow. And uh, we're located in about 30 states. And so we have a great community right now that um, just really pushes black women, but we do include all women um, to really adopt a healthy lifestyle through running. So why did you decide to buy Black Girls Run? <laughs> and how are you going to make this Black Girls Run, you know, all that you want it to be? What is your vision for this organization? Good question. If you had asked me that six months ago, I probably would have just laughed because this is something um, that I don't think was my plan at all. Um, I definitely think it was very much God-ordained with this because six months ago, I would definitely never have imagined where I am now. But uh, the owners had reached a point where they were looking to find the next chapter with the organization, and um, they presented me with the opportunity to purchase the company. And so after a little back and forth and legal and all that good stuff um and a little prayer and meditation and <laughs> all of that it's gonna take uh, all of that too <laughs> um you know and it just a little bit of like is this really what i want to do and talking with my mom and everybody else um you know just felt it was really my passion to go ahead and buy the company and so here we are now a month later um, the acquisition is complete, and so my vision really is to take the organization to the next level um, in terms of uh, policy change, in terms of how it impacts um, African-American and health disparities, especially within um, African-American women. So uh, we see that our organization does have an impact in terms of increasing the numbers on the pavement in terms of minority representation. But we also know we can make an even more greater impact. Um, and I think that next step is really going to really involve more policy decision making and really have a voice at the table in terms of how we start making a, a serious change in our community. So when you talk about policy change, are you talking about policy change at the local level or national level or you know, um, getting people out to advocate for fitness or, you know, policy change is such a big concept. What? Let's narrow that policy change down conversation in terms of what your vision is in terms of policy change. Uh, well, I think health disparities reach so many different aspects. And when I talk about policy change, when we look at disparities in terms of economic development, work develop workforce development, uh, we see a lot of disparities in communities that don't have those opportunities um, or don't have those avenues to really see um, those type of advancements in their communities. So if we're able to introduce Black Girls Run to communities that need more visibility and more voice in terms of policies and getting things done at a local and national level, um, that's really, really my goal. So if we're able to introduce running programs um, to communities that may not be aware of different fitness aspects. This may be a conversation with their economic development local department about how do we get a grocery store in the area or how do we introduce crosswalks um, to neighborhoods and sidewalks so it can be a walkable city. Um, so I think with fitness and health in the forefront, we can start to translate those conversations into other things that really make communities very livable. Wonderful. Well, I'm excited for you. <laughs> God bless you with the work. 
I don't know how you're going to do all this and be the communication director for the bomb in Gilead, but it's all right because you know why? For the first five years of the bomb in Gilead, I was also the vice president of Harlem Churches for Community Improvement. So um, I am excited about uh, what God has planted in you. And I am looking for, I'm going to keep my eyes on you, both at what you're doing for Bomb and Gilead <laughs> and what you're doing with Black Girls Run. Now, before I let you go, tell us about um, you and your team ran. Um, where did y'all go? Ran and ran from Tennessee. one Tennessee from Tennessee someplace to someplace. Tell us about that, cause I was I was thinking about you and I was sweating in my house. <laughs> I was laying on the couch and I was like, Lord have mercy, them sisters out there running from here to there, and I started sweating. So um, what's so funny is I'm wearing the shirt today, our team shirt today, but uh, we participated in Ragnar. And that is more of a, it's an endurance run, but it is an experience race as well. And back at the end of March, it was 12 of us uh, runners. 12 of us came from Richmond, Baltimore, Detroit, Chicago, uh, Atlanta, and Nashville. Mm. We met in Nashville. Everybody flew in or drove in. We uh, hopped on two Mercedes-Benz Sprinter buses and drove to Chattanooga, Tennessee, where for the next 36 hours, uh, we participated in a 12-person relay that we ran, physically ran, on the road in backwoods, dogs, Confederate flags and all. (laughs) (laughs) And we physically ran from Chattanooga back to Nashville, where we came through the finish line in Nashville. And... It was 36 hours of uh, about 2 in the morning. We got one of the Sprinter vans stuck in the ditch. Had to call a tow truck. (laughs) Oh, my God. Um, One of the runners had to get picked up because literally Tennessee does not have, they have a no leash law. So one of the dogs started chasing her that was in the middle of whatever in Tennessee. And it was an experience. No lack of sleep, awkward sleep. Didn't really have an appetite, so you not don't have a lot of food fuel, and it's really an experience. You bond with these twelve ladies over forty eight hours like no other, and I swear I've known these women all my life. Now. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, but it was truly a one time experience. I'm so not wait, sure wait, 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 what happened with the dog? The dog who, who outran the? Did she um, outrun the dog? This yeah, Kelly uh, out of Chicago. She did not outrun the dog. Actually, she had a random person pick her up on the side of the road as she was trying to get away from the dog. Oh, my goodness. Um, so, yeah. So oh, that, that my was, goodness. Uh, so someone rescued her. Someone rescued her and brought her to her next stop just because, yeah. The so dog was getting ready to have dog, a lunch. The dogs are just, the dogs are just out. <laughs> Whoa. Whoa. So it's one of those things, it's one of those experiences that... But you made it. Oh, yeah, absolutely, we made it. You feel like you want to cuss each other out at 3 o'clock in the morning when, you know, you're trying to get some type of sleep, um, and you're hungry, you're tired, you haven't taken a shower, um, but... The finish line, the finish line was just absolutely beautiful, <laughs> and we were the only, the only all female, all all black female team on wow. this on this race. So um, we came through and definitely 
made made the finish line a party and made our mark on that race. Good for you. <laughs> Good for you. Black girls run, folks. Black girls run. So I'm sure there are some sisters out there from um from 19 to 99 <laughs> want to get involved with Black Girls Run. Tell us how we can get involved, what we need to do, sign up. Uh and the next time you all doing a relay in um in Tennessee, I'm going to drive the van. <laughs> Dr. P, I'm going to hold you to that. The van driver has one of the most important jobs. Uh, I'm, I'm a Mercedes <laughs> van too? Hey, count me in. The I'm the most driver. most important jobs. Kudos to both of our bus drivers on uh, van drivers on that trip. They they definitely led the charge with that. Jesus, they did. Um, but anybody can join. Um, the only rule we have is no men allowed. And then the other mantra that we go by is no woman is left behind. So we meet you where you are in your fitness journey. You can sign up at blackgirlsrun.com, put in your zip code and find a group near you. And it's just a matter of getting up and coming out and joining us and um, taking that next step to getting healthier and fitter. All right. Well, listen, black girls run. Now, when you call the bomb in Gilead, you have to ask for JL, the communications director, or you have to call me first and ask for JL, the, the owner of Black Girls Run. No matter how you look at it, I am very, very, very proud of this young sister who done bought herself a company and is not nonprofit. May she please, Lord, make some money. Let's all rally around Black Girls Run, buy some t-shirts, buy something, because when she gets Black Girls Run, get to be 30 years old, as the bomb in Gilead is, I want her to be basking in the sun as I am. We are so honored and proud of UJL Black Girls Run. Hey, if it's Thursday, guess what? It's Dr. P on the pod. This episode has been brought to you by Healthy Churches 2020 National Conference. Join us in Point Clear, Alabama, November the 13th through the 16th. Register today at www.healthychurches2020conference.org. Well, we want to thank JL for her great work with Black Girls Run. I enjoyed talking to JL. You know, Memory Sunday, June 10th, uh, the second Sunday is in June, we're asking all of our congregations to go to our website. Go to bombandgilead.org and download your free copy of Memory Toolkit, the Memory Toolkit, and... The Book of Alzheimer's, a toolkit for African-American congregations. You know, Alzheimer's is a major, a major disease in our community. I think everybody in the sound of my voice knows someone who is suffering with dementia, and Alzheimer's is a form of dementia. Um, and we need to just get more educated about this disease. We need to know and find out about the resources that are available for our care caregivers. Uh, caregiving has is now a complete industry. Um, and there are so many resources that are available and we're not taking advantage of it because we don't know. So I'm asking every person listening to the song of my voice, if you would just go and get your free copy of the Memory Sunday Toolkit and the Book of Alzheimer's, the Book of Alzheimer's. 
a, a resource guide for African-American churches and get it for yourself as well as for your congregation. Speak to your pastor. Ask your pastor to just take, you know, a few minutes, a few minutes out of the worship experience on the second Sunday of June just to say a little bit about Alzheimer's, just to have a word of prayer, just to let someone give their testimony about taking care of their mom or their grandparents or their father or just their journey through uh, the road of dementia. That would just be great. Go to our website, bombandgilead.org, register your church to participate in Memory Sunday. It's happening in your church. Nowhere else is happening in your church. And of course, we are on our way to Point Clear, Alabama, November the 13th through the 16th. If you have not uh, paved your registration, if you have not booked your hotel, you need to get on that right away because we are going to have the 5th Annual Healthy Churches 2020 Conference. It's going to be off the chain. If you've been to this conference, you know how fantastic it is. You know, last year we ran out of hotel space. We ran out of everything last year. So you want to make sure you are in the number. So please go to healthychurches2020conference.org or Bomb and Gilead, no matter where you go. You're going to find yourself at the conference register today. Book your hotel. Get your transportation together. Do not wait until the last minute because down there, there are no other hotels. So if you don't get a room in this hotel, mm, you're going to have to sleep on the beach. So I don't want you sleeping on the beach. It's a beautiful beach down there. But uh, November, it might be a little chilly at night. I think it's going to be hot during the day. We are excited. So don't forget Memory Sunday. And get yourself together for Healthy Churches 2020. Memorial Day weekend is coming up. I'm excited. Kick off to summer. Although here in Virginia, we've had some 90 degree weather. We've already had a taste of summer. Uh, and graduation. Graduation is happening. Uh, many of our uh, supporters have already graduated. And happy graduation to those who have graduated and for those who are getting ready to get their diploma. My family, we're excited because our prince, Maurice, Maurice Deese, my boy, he is graduating from eighth grade. My goodness gracious, he's graduating. We're having a big celebration because Maurice is graduating from eighth grade. I remember when he was graduating from second grade. <laughs> Now he's graduating from eighth grade, and in four years, he'll be graduating from high school. So we are just honored for those who are graduating from kindergarten all the way up to medical school, those who are getting their master's degree, PhD degrees. Education is priceless. Education is priceless. So we are honored to, to, to say congratulations to all of our graduates. If it's Thursday, it's Dr. P on the pod. This episode has been brought to you by Memory Sunday, an initiative of the National Brain Health Center for African Americans. Memory Sunday, happening on Sunday, June 10th, brings national attention to the tremendous burden of Alzheimer's on the African American community. Register your church today at www.balmingilead.org.
I just love each and every one of you. I pray for you each and every day. I think of you all the time and I just smile. I just smile. I just smile. And that's why I'm looking forward to the next time that we meet. Because until then, I continue to hold each of your smiles in my heart. So get a smile on your face. Get a smile on your face. No matter what's going on in your life today, just smile your way through it. Because guess what? There's a bomb in Gilead. And it's Dr. P on the pod. See ya next week. Thank you.